Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Implexium podcast. I'm Diwaz. I'm here with my co-host, uh, Chris. Say hello, Chris. Hello. <laughs> We've got two very special guests today. I say guests, but um, we'll let them introduce themselves. Let's have let's have Ben go first. Hi, guys. It's Ben or BLG Strength. <laughs> of course you knew I was going to come in with that. <laughs> now, it's good to be on. Good to be on <laughs> and we've also got... Boys. Uh, covering junior nationals it's gonna be good yeah i uh, i don't like you but uh, let's carry on we've got peach slash alex over here barbell battalion 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 barbell yeah i knew that hello good morning uh yeah uh my name's alex Mason jones i'm a gb coach and full-time online in-person coach i'm happy with that nice you got you got that in um yeah as ben mentioned we are going to be covering the topic of junior nationals uh our kind of predictions and then we might do a little bit at the end if we've got time <clears throat> so boys let's get straight into it um Alex, you had a an interesting thing to say about the sub-juniors. Would you like to kind of repeat that to start? Uh, yeah, man. I think in the in the for the benefit of time, there, there's not a huge there's not a huge point in us spending tons and tons of time on subs. But um, a couple of the sub-junior lads are really, really doing making some moves. Uh, Ray Bowering in the open class in the 120 pluses. He's been doing super, super well um, and obviously did really, really well at uh, Equipped Worlds as well um, this year. He looks like he's going to squat something absolutely massive um, and he was born in 2002, so he's still quite young. Um, and Kirill Sakharov, who won the gold medal in the 93 sub-juniors this year at Worlds, has moved up to 105 and his training looks like it's going really, really well. So definitely shout out to those two. And uh, hopefully they're going to do really, really well. It's good. It's competitive as well. There's, there's uh, some newer people coming in who could take top three, if not golds. Um, so obviously you've got people like Amy Viner in the junior women's um, who sort of done a quick rise to the top. Um, and then the other classes is just a whole lot more competitive. Like, Normally in those lighter women's classes, you wouldn't see as many people, but they seem to have filled out just a lot more this year uh, and, and last year as well. But that's probably continuing the trend of the rise of popularity from uh, competitions like Bucks, so like the university competitions. Um, just the classes seem to be a whole lot more filled out um, and more competitive in general. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's good to see um, as we progress through... Uh, in the years that powerlifting is kind of growing and each each kind of competition you go to uh, there's lots more people competing there and and the vibe and atmosphere is generally increasing through each competition which is obviously always great to see um yeah so let's just go straight into our predictions we we will we might as well skip the classes with only three people in it, like the women's. We'll start with the women's first. So 47's only got three people in them. 52's got three people in them. So <clears throat> we'll leave that. Um, let's start with the I haven't really did their homework. 
I think Amy Viner is is likely to take the gold there uh, purely because all, all her lifts have been consistently looking good. She recently set up a lifting Instagram, I think, as well, and uh, the stuff she's been posting on there is is way way above what the other fifty sevens are lifting. So, Very much so. she's looking the likely favourite. She like pause. Yeah, so Paul's 180, if I recall correctly. That is pretty bad for someone weighing 57 kilos. That is, is huge, yeah. Yeah. Is that pretty unanimous then that Amy Viner is, uh, is going to take the 57 class? Mm. You, you've got to think so, man. Like, something something would probably have to go a little bit wrong. Uh, has anyone followed up on uh, whoever's nominated in second and third? Does anybody follow either of those two guys? and? Kind of uh, I've seen Stacey Jones compete and uh, Rachel, is that Mauer? I haven't seen her compete, but I have seen Stacey Jones no, and Serena I... Rue. They're both, they're both strong. I was going to say, I mean, at this, at this level, you never really know, like, especially when people are juniors and they haven't really been in the sport that long, you never really know how quickly, you know, they've potentially some of these people have made progress. So, yeah. Like Amy's pro training think, is going uh, really well, and obviously that deadlift is like a massive like weapon for her. But I mean, you, you never know. You, you could have one of these people that's nominated actually is already totaling a hundred kilos more than they've nominated. You know, that's it. Yeah, some people get fast approaching, don't they? Um, but it's um, it's quite close quarters. Yeah. You would assume that whoever whoever's nominated in first and competed at worlds um, or competed at unis, they haven't had a <laughs> chance to progress. But then again, they are juniors, so you know juniors tend to tend to see massive progress compared to opens and obviously masters. Um, so yeah, your IP, anything could go down. Well, we'll see what unfolds, but um, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's pretty safe to say Ivan is going to be at the top. Um, I think I do recall I had a little stalk on Instagram. That's probably. It's probably a bit weird to say, but um, yeah, I think I remember seeing Rachel Mal's um, Instagram and she said, I think she did a qualify for the Nationals and she said uh, it was an easy comp, so we'll see. We'll see how things um, heat up in the actual competition. <clears throat> All right, moving on to the 63s. <sighs> I think got... uh, Suzanne Daniel is going to be pretty untouchable there as well. That's the thing she's obviously competed at Worlds and she's just so far ahead of everyone there. Uh, she hasn't really posted too much of her training, but I've seen a couple of top singles of what looked like above 180 on deadlift and they're moving incredibly quickly. So you would assume that she's maintaining that kind of momentum going into the competition. If she could, if she can keep up what she's been performing in training, she'd be absolutely fine, which I think she will. Um, she lifts the good standard as well. Like, you can see a lot of these, a lot of junior lifters sometimes skip out on the standards, obviously trying to focus on lifting more rather than hitting things to competition standards. So that's a big difference for some people's training where that will really take comp. Um, you know, if you're not, not locking out your deadlifts, not pausing your bench, uh, not hitting depths on your squats, you know, that, that bites people. I mean, we've just seen it at, Prime time competitions oh, in the USAPL, you know, top lift, top tier lifters there, not hitting competition standard in their training repeatedly, and then getting done over by it in competition. Hundred percent. Russ gave me a heart attack there. Watching his squat was something else. <laughs> <laughs> All 
<laughs> to be fair, um, the the woman nominated second. Uh, I've just had a little quick look uh, online, and she doesn't look like a massive long way off Suzanne um, with a comfy one forty seven squat, um, one hundred and fifty for three deadlift. I think so. Mm. It's not going to be like a full walkover. And that's Jordan Wemis. Yeah. 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 That's impressive. Um, and a seventy seventy five bench. Sorry, seventy seven bench. Not bad at all. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Um, if she has a good day and Suzanne has a potentially bad day, things could go either way. There's, there's so much to think about. But I've, I'm going to put my money on uh, Suzanne. Is what I'm saying. But obviously, yeah, we can't completely count out Jordan. Wemis? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start saying the first name. Um, <laughs> right, moving on to <laughs> the 72s, which I am very, very excited to see. Obviously, Adam and Mario LeFisher, that's going to be an intense showdown. That'll well, be a good battle. And Sophia Ellis, man. Sophia Ellis is... No, no, she's, she's not, out of there. There. She's not doing it. No, she's, she's, do, she's doing it as an 82 or whatever. Oh, yes, she's doing it as an 84, is she? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So right. she's not on there. Um, it will be between her yeah. and, and Mariella in the 72s, yeah. And they've both, again, both been looking strong, both competing internationally a good few times. Um, and they have a lot of experience behind them. But yeah, uh, Alice obviously has a lot bigger bench. Uh, than Mariella, but both their lower body lists are uh, sort of neck and neck, um, with one of them sort of being slightly ahead of each other. So that that definitely will be very good to watch. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, Mariella's deadlifted. She broke the 200 kilo barrier in training, mm. um, which looks fantastic. Um, she's looking really, really strong. Obviously, Alice does get ahead on subtotal, where they squat around about the same. Um, and then it's just a case of like what Mariella's going to pull. But, you know, she's probably going to have the advantage and might even be able to chip for a British record, I think, if she's there or thereabouts for that pull at the end. So the chip advantage just might make a difference for Mariella, but you're just going to have to kind of see with that and see kind of how the day pans out, I think. Yeah, yeah see how it goes. Yeah, it's always the way. But, um, yeah. Excited to see. I think I think either of those could come out on top. So, yeah, very exciting times. All right, moving swiftly on, uh, as we said, um, we'll move on to the 84 class. <clears throat> and I think, well, I haven't been following Sophia's training as much, but she said she's had some sort of gap injury or something so I don't know I don't know what kind of position that puts her in but yeah she might leave the gap open for Abby McLean I know that uh, Sophia pulled pretty big in Canada at the Commonwealth didn't she she pulled I think she may very well have pulled 200 Mm. she she, um, I think she just missed the death record or something like that 205 I think it was she missed Um, but yeah it depends on how her Injuries kind of coming along, and then we'll see. But I reckon I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. rule out some third place there. Uh, Elizabeth, it's Elizabeth Mills on there. So Lizzie Mills, she's a southeast lifter. 
Um, yeah. I'm not sure how, how consistent her training has been. I know she's had some injuries and stuff, but uh, she lifted at the interdivisional and put up some really big numbers there. So she's got a relatively close to 200 deadlift. Um, I'm just not sure, not too sure how her training has been. So I guess yeah, um, it might not be on top form. And Abby McLean, I know she lifts big, but I wouldn't rule out second or third place there. No, that's, that's going to be another exciting one uh, to watch. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how that unfolds. Um, yeah. 84 plus and he has three people in it. So, And I think Charlie Chester will, will take that because she's she lifts consistently impressively all um all the time yeah sounds good all right um moving on to the junior men's um 53 kilo has one lifter so we'll, we'll, we'll pass on that um yeah we'll quickly mention the 59 kilos uh we've got luca michael i reckon it's gonna be between luca michael and matthew harding probably because I know, well, yeah, I, I do know Luke. I know his training is going really well. I, I know he's looking to break some uh, records. So mm. we'll see how things go. If he can, uh, if he can keep it together for comp, he should be good. He's 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 a relatively new lifter as well. I, I think he's been doing it less than a year. So things aren't looking too bad for him. So yeah, and I'm handling Matt uh, Harding. So. But he's, I know he's only recently done a comp, so we'll see how much uh, progress he's made uh, within the last month, two months or so. Was that literally uh, was that literally the one at the weekend that he did, or did he do? Not, not the one at the weekend. It was um it was the one at Champion. Uh, oh okay, right, right, right. A month yeah, yeah, ago yeah. or two months, yeah, something like that. To be fair, those fifty nines, um, I think it's a fairly even class because I know Afsov Ali. If I've said that wrong, I really do apologise. I'm terrible with names, but uh, he went to Commonwealths and um, he did not too bad in the fifty nines, I believe. So it's not too bad of a class that. Yeah, he's got, he's got a big bench yeah. on him. Afsov. He's got yeah, yeah, big bench. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, we'll see how how things pan out at the end of the day. Um, Moving on to 66s. That will Look, probably be favorite class. <laughs> dominated by uh, Remy. Yeah. Uh, he's looking strong in every lift coming up to the competition. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. yeah. I think it's safe to say Remy's going to take that one. Um, but again, anything can happen, so we'll see. We'll see how things pan out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Remy at the moment, he's looking like he's going to go a fair long way ahead uh, I know Spud has, well Spud sort of said that he's um, only really peaking for is it Euros I'm pretty sure so um, he's not going for the um, the British juniors but even if he did go for them I'd say <laughs> Remy in all fairness to him he's got like really good training but sometimes he's not the best comp day lifter um, and I noticed that at unis, he cramped up a lot. Um, and compared to his comp, well, compared to his training videos, he didn't perform that well. Mm, I get a little bit of something for that, but um, <laughs> no, I don't like. I I personally think he didn't perform that well compared to his training videos. So there might be something there um, if Spud was peaking for this one and taking this one like as his comp that he wanted to sort of thing um but no i think it's fairly written up at the moment for remy perhaps um yeah we'll, we'll see how things turn out for remy 
Um, cool. Moving on to 74s. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be pretty close between Luke Wilson and Ifty. I know Ifty's training is going really well. Um, so we'll see what he can put together on the platform. But I know Luke. Well, didn't Luke have some sort of? He had a he had a pec injury at yeah. Uh, yeah at his most recent competition, and that held him back, obviously bench wise. But his squat and deadlift seem to be uh, going up every time he steps on the platform. Which yeah. is which is good, uh, but in the seventy fours you've also got. Um, you've got few, Max. Yeah, I was going to say a few further yeah. down the list who, who who have been making quite consistent progress. So Max <coughs> Guo Go, he yeah. put up a big Mate. bench. I think a couple only a couple of days ago, it might have been yesterday, and we it was an unofficial British record. So he's uh, he might be in a good position, or, or at least with bench, and then. Ade Omasakin, he's been making uh, quite consistent progress as well. Yeah. And then James Parker and Chris Gallagher, I really wouldn't rule them out. Um, I think Chris has a big bench. Um, I haven't seen James Parker's training. We'll, we'll yeah. see, I think so. But it is also saying that um, things are pretty close. I know it's like a national level, but like... Even if you go back like last year, you wouldn't you wouldn't see this many people so close to kind of taking it all. That's the thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's good progress. Um, yeah, I don't know I don't know what total Luke Wilson's pushing, but Max he's going for a six hundred, um, which is not bad at all for a seventy four uh, junior as well. But no, he he is looking good, and like the good thing with him is like he'll be up there with. Uh, Probably won't be up there with his squat. He'll be up there with his bench. So, so it was maybe like fairly aligned. Um, his deadlift's not, looking good as well. Is uh, what does he do? Like uh, 50 or something? Uh, it two, looked a bit. Yeah, about 250, 250, 260 maybe there on the day, but we'll see. We'll see how things go. But yeah, like I said, I, I haven't really seen much of Luke's training in terms of bench, so it'll all come down to that. But yeah, no. Ifty's looking really good. He's he did two uh, two forty deadlift, I think, and it was pretty. Did, uh, I think he pulled two fifty in the last couple of days, and it looked pretty strong. Yeah, um, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it it, it was very nice. It, no struggle at all. So one thing that uh, one thing that will be interesting in that class is Luke Wilson is coached by Jason, uh, yeah. Jason Courtman, and Ifty's coached by Luke. Um, so there's that that'll be interesting as well. Both. Both part of the GB coaching team. It'd be interesting to see if Going there's anything. Other, yeah, <laughs> yeah if, it's, if it's close, like what happens there and what moves either of those two potentially make on each other. I know that Luke Luke's a big squatter, mm. so if he is the stronger guy and he's ahead, then you've got to think that he'll be able to hold <laughs> onto it. But you know that big deadlift advantage can can often do bits for people right at the end there. So you never know if it is tight, then if he might very well have the advantage right at the end, but. You just got to see kind of what what happens on the day. We'll see how things progress. No, honestly, it's uh, all right. Moving on to the eighty threes. I think this is uh, this is another um, weight class that I'm quite excited for because obviously you've got Scott Scott Webb. Uh, he's obviously been training pretty hard, and I know he's um, doing euros so I can't remember what he said, but he might be taking this one easy or something like that. So. so so yeah, Scott's gonna um, gonna well, it kind of depends on Scott and his coach. But basically, the idea is this is like 
kind of a, a quote-unquote very soft peak or he's kind of just like doing some like RPE 8, 9 singles type thing. So he's not going all out. But this class, I think, is actually really a lot deeper than I think a lot of people are, are thinking that it is. Yeah, know, exactly even like perfect. even like Seppi nominated in sixth. Like, yeah, he could be up there with... Well, he's, he, got a mass, he's got a massive deadlift. Yeah, his, his training's gone really well. I know, I know, Matt Chan. He hit a 300 kilo deadlift not too long ago as well. So his yeah. training's been going pretty well. The only, the only thing with that deadlift is the dude <coughs> is going super well, but it was on like bumpers, bumpers out of the collars. Yeah, 100. That was um, true. But his training does look like it's going superbly. Like the, there <coughs> are going to be and Jack Soljevic. Like you've got to think yeah. there are going to be three guys pulling around about 300 kilo mark 83 which like if somebody had said that four or five years ago i mean that's crazy um scott and jack are both really really good squatters as well um so jack, jack. I, I, does, does anybody know much about ben willis's training i, I don't know i haven't i haven't seen him before but no, to be nominated seen. in third he must have lifted pretty big at a recent y and e comp yeah I or mean, maybe uh maybe one of the bigger ones so you've got to think that that whole like that whole top six are going to be there or thereabouts like it could be super super interesting and yeah. especially with the fact that scott isn't necessarily going like all out. all out kind of definitely leaves the door open for i don't think he'll let himself lose though i think if he needs to if he needs to step up then he probably will do only I, I don't think anyone could sit back and uh and watch medals they might be able to get taken away from them mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think in Scott's position in the way he lifts, he's. Do I do us? No, I'm dying. <laughs> it's a bit early, isn't it, mate? Um, I think I think Scott will probably pro- Scott will probably know how his day will have gone by the time that deadlifts roll round. Yeah. Um, sure. with, with like Matt Chan, Seppi, and Jack being really big deadlifters, like you've got to think that Scott will be able to put enough on the bar to secure the win if he needs to. Um. But you've got to also think that it's probably going to be pretty much sealed up by the time it rolls around with with him having such a big squat. And he's got uh, yeah, he's got big subtotal, and then he can sort of control the game heading into deadlifts, can't he? That's the thing. You've, but then you've got to think so. I mean, he's very well rounded. In strong. Very, yeah, very very well. He's he's oh, God. You know what? Scott's just a nice guy as well. Always so happy. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to handling Scott on the day. I think he's going to do really really well um it's going to be interesting to be kind of like trying to play the game and see if he can win it on and not go all out you know so because he's got a he's got to go out to euros a month later and and do well so that'd be really yeah. interesting are there, are there any other Jack. sleepers like further down the line um i know there's some people down down the line who'd be making really good progress um but not so much to creep into the into that top five um, that's actually quite a deep class that age because it's quite stacked especially yeah, towards man. that top end but it's, it's one of those classes where a lot of the people seem to make quite quick progress um, and then not necessarily stall out but you sort of see where their end ranges are uh, sort of heading but yeah man I mean you've got to think that that top six are all getting around about 700 kilo ish total which is Roughly. which, which is, is big yeah, yeah. If they all have a good day they're all going they're all going around that sort of mark you it's might even this, see some of those boys in the top two pushing into the 720, 730 range. So Yeah, the standards. I mean, you It's know, pretty crazy to see. Now uh, it'll, one, two weight classes above a, a couple of years back and it <laughs> just grows every single year. Yeah. Heading to the top, boys. That's what we're doing. 
British powerlifting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, everyone laughed at me when I asked um, if, if we're going to ever have anything like um, USAPL Raw Nationals and, all, and everyone's like nope, 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 nope we, we are so far behind that I yeah, mean, the, so. this, is, this championship might be a step in the right direction in one way because obviously they've, they've changed it for anyone who doesn't know it used to be uh, they would either split it into like men's or women's um, or they would have it just over a weekend and try and cram everyone in. But this time they basically put it over it's five days, isn't it? So they've split yeah. up what seems to be a lot better. So hopefully that's a step forward in having more organized game days um, and just a well-structured competition. But yeah. we, we don't know how it's going to run because I, you know, I've been at competitions where we've been up till midnight and, uh, you know, Junior Nationals 2017 in the... Motherwell, Scotland. That was that was a funny one. People weighing in at like seven thirty in the evening, finishing lifting at half eleven at night. You know that just uh, something needed to change. So I'm glad they finally done something this year. We'll see how things progress. I've not been to Ashington or this venue, so it's a long way away, mate. It's a long way. Oh. It's, quite far <laughs> it's a very it's long drive. Thank you. For some well, people, it's, not it's around the corner. Long. Yeah, it's still two, yeah, it's still two hours from you, Chris, and it's you're in Leeds, which is like way up north. Um, oh. Anyway, we'll not, we'll not complain about this, but it, yeah, it should be good anyway, regardless. So, um, cool. Let's go into the ninety threes, and this one is pretty much, I think, going to be down between Ryan Jones and Dapo. Um, before before we get into that conversation, man, there are definitely some like. Some people that could or that look like they're going to jump up total wise, like yeah. uh, Will Pickering is. I saw his is, is, the other day. Is what the boy, that? and he is he's doing super well. Like total wise in training, he's he's well past the seven hundred mark. Um, so I mean, if I I can't see him out totaling Ryan or Dapo, but like he could definitely be there or thereabouts. Um, as in kind of that that low seven hundred mark. Which would be yeah. awesome. He's a great, he's a great guy, and uh, he only broke his leg like eighteen months, two years ago. So, considering that, he's he's doing pretty well, man. Does anybody know much about Curtis Taylor? I tried to um, look him up. But... I do. Yeah, I think if I'm if I'm talking about the right guy, I think he did a one hundred and five comp. I'm not sure if they might have put him in the wrong class on on the list we're all looking at, or uh, if he actually is going to be doing the ninety threes. But he he is strong. I think he pulled a three hundred deadlift at his first competition. Um, if I'm if I'm talking about the right person, if not, then uh, <coughs> ignore me. But yeah, I think uh, I think that's him. I don't know. So and it's yeah the same like you said with Will Pickering, they they can easily sneak their way up. But uh, we don't need to do any hyping for for Dapo and and of Ryan. Not, yeah. I mean, I I love the back and forth those two have got at the moment on oh, social media. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious to watch. Um, I mean, I'm I'm glad that they're they're both doing it like the right way, and nobody's like actually like throwing you know throwing too much shade. But it's uh like it's really really good, man. And it's it's your typical like you know like ryan is a very big squatter and more of a subtotal kind of guy and obviously dapo is probably one of the better deadlifters we've had in the uk since tom martin so like mm. dapo see. dapo's an exceptional lifter in general um but that deadlift is absolutely ginormous it's uh, freaky man like it oh god 
such good positioning as well. Um, didn't Ryan Jones like squat three hundred not too long ago, like in September or something? He did. Yeah. Well, I his um, his his Instagram lifts. Maybe maybe it's the way he films them, but they they're not they're not massively convincing depth wise. But then he yeah. got he got white in comp. So so you know maybe maybe it's just the way that he dresses or the the way that he films it. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's, always... he's put some crazy rep numbers up too, as well. Honestly, <laughs> um, whereas Dapo's been been hiding his plates and putting up <laughs> kind of sneak, sneaky videos uh, on on IG. But I trust that Dapo uh, training out of Bethnal Green as well. Like he's surrounded by a lot of strong guys, and um, Martin Bass is a really, really good coach as well. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Dapo is. Um, I think, well, I think it's fair to say that he'll be in a position to potentially pull for the win. Mm. Um, I think whether so or not too. Ryan can make that distance so big that Dapo can't complete the deadlift, I don't know. But I, my, money, my money personally is on Dapo just because I always would rather side with the deadlift, the deadlifter. He can control uh, the game, can't he? He can control uh, the game yeah, a little bit. Like, you know, he can almost decide if, he's, if he can close the gap then yeah. he can decide what he needs to do pretty much, whereas Ryan's not going to have control over that. Yeah. Um, I believe Dapo's coming to Lithuania. Um, oh, that, that might change things. I don't know how Dapo thinks, to be honest. But Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I he mean, obviously coaches so, himself, so... Dapo does only train twice a week. Um, I saw this, but I don't... Like, does yeah. he? But, yeah, well, I guess with the deadlift that big... Uh, you don't really yeah, need. and he's he's for for a reasonably long time now. He's been dealing with some like uh hip, like ongoing hip issues, like TFL issues. So I think that's like the frequency that allows him to go heavy enough to still make progress and be able to recover. So, so yeah, I was gonna say uh, that those two are almost like on a on a level level playing field because um Dapo's obviously struggled with some injuries with like I think it's his glute that sort of holds him back a bit, and I think Ryan tore his quad. If oh, I might be goodness. right, I might be wrong in saying that, but uh, it, it sort of puts them on a level playing field. The fact that Ryan has a bigger squat, Dapo has a bigger deadlift, it's sort of on the edge of the seesaw. So we're going to sort of see what they do in the competition with each other, yeah. rather than knowing that someone is gonna is gonna win. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's it's actually quite a level playing field yeah. with those two. I mean, it it looks to me as if Dapo's training's gone exceptionally well, though. Um, yeah. I know that he's put up some squat PBs, so you can, if you follow Dapo and you know what sort of numbers he's he's capable of producing, you know that that's pretty good. And it looked very very fast. I mean, he is a faster lifter, but he's he's looking fantastic. Um, and full disclosure, I um, I'm not exactly sure where Ryan Jones is at, but I'm really really looking forward to it, man. It's going to be. It's going to be good to hopefully see a top four or top five all go well into the sevens. And That'll be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a really, really good class, I think, to, to keep an eye on. Speaking it's, of good classes, good. 105s. 10-freaking-5s, 10 mate. Let's get into it. I was going to... Before, before you go on to the 105s, I was <laughs> going to say, if um, Luke Tolman was still netty, um, where, where would you put him between Ryan and Dapo? <sighs> Uh, that's a good question. Well, Luke, Luke is, Luke is in front of this, these guys, didn't he total like 780? Yeah, something like that. Um, I think he totaled 780 as a 93. Um, it's just the, for Luke, he's a big squatter, but he's, he's an absolutely ginormous bencher. 
Yeah. Um, and his, his deadlift is is up there with, with any decent 93. You know, he's kind of around that 300 kilo mark. Or he was on a stiff bar, you know, when he was in the IPF. So, um, I if if Luke Tolman was still in this class, you've got to think he's winning it. Uh, I, I would still think that he, he'd be up there at the top, yeah, for yeah. sure. You've got to he, think he just he'd closed be the gap. ish now. Yeah, and he's clever in competition too. He, he played uh, with last year when he became British champion. He played his own game, stuck to his own numbers. He didn't try and match what the other guys were doing. I think he was competing against Eric Dapo. Um, and he just yeah he played his own game and and came out on top um, fairly easily when it came to deadlifts he didn't even need to go full full max out so awesome. you would assume he would still be in gold position. One thing that you've also that's probably worth mentioning in this class as well is Dapo's got one more year as a junior I believe. So even if he doesn't Isn't that young Jesus yeah yeah even if he doesn't win out this year I think he's still a junior next year so that's crazy. That is crazy. And uh, I know that Dapo's got some big goals. I mean, I know that he's eyeballing a lot of Becky's uh, deadlift records. So uh, I think he yeah, wants to pull three. three. I think he wants to pull 373 at 93 and then move up to 105. So if he can do it, I know that he struggles to gain weight. So he's like me. Yeah, <laughs> massive. So, so yeah. Unlike DMS. Unlike me. I just look at food and I, and I gain weight. It's all right, boys. I'm going back to 93s next year. Next year? I thought it was this year. No, it's next year. <laughs> 2021, the return. <laughs> Joe, didn't, Joe didn't want me to go cut down to 93 this year, so I was like, yeah. yes. Right. Me and you're in the same class, d Let's go. Fuck me. I might not even compete anymore, mate. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, anyway, I will compete. 105s. Come on. That's going to be fun. Stick yeah. on top of d No, do you know what, mate? You need to get out of 105s. That's what you need to do. Actually, you're really? not even in 105 anymore, right? Uh, ben. Don't worry. We're all you don't need to worry about Ben. Yeah, yeah, Ben's like weak. He can't even can't even lift anything at the moment. Just <laughs> winging scapulars. No, nah, it's looking better though. I'm I'm just playing. Oh, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> you would assume that uh, you would assume that Benji Wharton would be yeah. taking the gold here. However, he's the, competing that in Europe, top isn't he? four is is competitive. Uh, Abdul, he competed at um. Unis. Unis, and he put up some big, big numbers there. Yeah, yeah I remember. He was, I um, he was big many. bench and deadlifter, right? From yes. what I remember. Yeah. yeah. Was that that the guy that was insanely jacked? Yeah, yeah, yeah big and jacked. I was like, oh, God, it was crazy, man. <laughs> I was like, obviously, I had like upfront views, right? And his arms, they were like, they had so many stretch marks. I was like, how do you even get that? Because obviously, I've got small arms. So. <laughs> Ben obviously has small arms. Actually, everyone here has small arms. That's true. Whoa. <laughs> I think you'll find that Chris Jennings over here has got quite the bench press. It's the 66. Oh, yeah, GB lifter. <laughs> of course. True. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, there, there are a few guys that have come up from the subs in the last couple of years that are super strong. I don't think you can count anyone out of the top. Uh, well, the top seven um are pretty good i know that beck phillips i think he put that total up having not really been able to squat very heavy from what i remember two years two years ago at the all english he i think he did like a 70 kilo squat and was still like there or thereabouts when it came to the other lifts so i mean sam cootie's got a massive deadlift um ming Ming lao he's going to be up there too michael paredes is getting stronger every single every single comp um, yeah, his big brother Alex is a savage as well. Um, Ed Harbour and Lewis Kelly. 
both pretty strong. They're both going to be there or thereabouts. I know that Lewis Kelly, he pulled 300 um, after going up to 105. I think he did that at the Scottish Juniors. And it didn't look that hard. Um, so, like, are they going to be close to Benji? Probably not. It looks like Benji's training has gone super, super well. But, like, that top seven or eight even, and if Adam Omar strings it together on the day, they might all be pretty close to that 700 kilo mark. Well, Lewis Kelly and Ed Harbour probably well past that. So, yeah. I think we'll see how uh, things go. That's another stat class that's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, that's going to be a squeeze, man, for sure. One twenties, I think it's pretty safe to say that Kieran Gray's safe with the win. But that class, regardless, will be very, very good to watch because you've yeah. got Aaron Hegedus uh, and Brad May. Aaron's done 105 comps previously, and now he's moved up for this competition. And then I think he's going back down to 105 for Euros. Am I right in saying that, Peach? Uh, I don't. I don't actually think he's coming out as a GB team. I think he's representing. Oh, I think he's representing Hungary, man. I think. Oh. Um, because I think that's where he's from. In yeah. yeah, he is Hungarian. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will. I'll pull up the nominations now. There'll be some big lists in that class. Like obviously, Kieran's like he competed at Worlds, just lifted massive. You know, well into the eight mm. hundreds uh, on total, probably past eight fifty. Um, and then Brad May has some big lifts on him too. Uh, I know he's cut down. He cut down into the one twenty class. Uh, and has had a couple of ropey comps just trying to adjust to, to the weight class. But regardless, um, some very, very big lifts from him. So that'll be, that'll be good big, to watch big in lifter. terms of what numbers have been, are being lifted. Yeah. But safe to say, I think Kieran's going to take that one. Um, uh, oh, guys, Aaron Hegedus is actually a 105 for Hungary for the Euros. And he's actually nominated in second. Uh, he's nominated at an 800 kilo total. Yeah. Uh, with a squat of 290, bench of 180, and a deadlift of 330. Yeah. Um, he's pretty big. He is. He is a very, very strong boy. Um, I remember meeting him for the first time a couple years ago now at Varsity when he when he was still cutting into the 93s and he was still totaling like something pretty good. So to think that he's all the way up there now is is impressive. I'm guessing he'll he'll weigh in pretty light for the yeah. British. Well, and then think so, if he's down. But, you know, probably like 108, 109, maybe even 110, and then just slide into the 105s for Euros. Um, but, yeah, it's mad to think that he's nominated in second with an 800 kilo total. I'm not sure where he got that total, whether or not he got that back home in Hungary or whether or not he got that over here. But I think he got that at, I think he got that total at Varsity. Maybe this year. Maybe yeah, I, 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 I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I don't remember him doing those numbers at unis. So interesting. Um, yeah, we'll see that one. Um, 120 plus. I think that AJ Sharma. AJ Sharma. Yeah, he Sharma. Is, he's come out of the woodworks. Like he's pretty pretty new to competing, unless I'm yeah. mistaken. And yeah. I've seen I've seen him compete in person both times. I think he's only competed twice. I might be wrong though. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's 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 a very new lifter. He's very very good. He lifted fantastically. Yeah, West Midlands lifter, um, and I think he's been picked up by Lawrence Farncombe. Yeah. So uh, you know, Lawrence, Lawrence was uh, was singing his praises, thinking that uh, AJ's got an awful lot of potential. So huge amount. Yeah. So just judging by the way he was speaking, it was he appears to be an early an early ish lifter in terms of his career. Um, yeah. He's a very new lifter. AJ's so. young, 
He's really young. Uh, from what I remember, he's still got like a couple of years in the juniors. Yeah, and he's he's yeah he's consistently improving as well. Good coach yeah. behind him. Mm. You can't really fault that. You would assume that he's got some some really big lifting ahead of him if he can stay healthy and injury free. That's the thing with these bigger guys. Um, obviously, as you get bigger and the, the more total weight you're lifting, it's just easier to rack up injuries and niggles, especially bigger ones. You know, you yeah. don't want to tearing anything under huge squats and bench presses. Um, got to try and sort of stay as healthy as possible to give you longevity. Shout out to uh, Big Ben Rant, though. Um, he he got silver at uh, Worlds um, as, a, as a junior. He lost out to big Joseph Pena of the U.S., um, but Ben Ben executed really really well on the day and um, had a fantastic day. Um, is he going to beat AJ? Probably not. Um, well, very unlikely. But um, you know he, he'll still put. He I think he's probably capable of putting up a PB total and doing really really well. Yeah, um, he's he's a big lifter, Ben. Big lifter, yeah. big squat and bench. I think it's just his deadlift that seems to sort of hold his total back. A little bit, man. If if that was if that was kind of on par, then yeah, he'd probably be toting a little bit more. But yeah, it's definitely a squat and his bench are are large, and he's a he's a really really nice guy. So I feel like I wanted to shout him out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's it's going to be a good one to watch this um this junior nationals or junior nets as some people have been referring to it. Uh, I know, I know, I know. PG here doesn't like it being called Junior Nets, but it triggers me so bad. <laughs> that's, that's very American. <laughs> junior Nets, man. Junior yeah, let's Nets. all go to Junior Nets. You know what? Sometimes I say it just because you know I'm lazy to say Nationals. Um, I say say type Nationals, but nah, it's gonna. It's looking out to be a very, very good competition. So really excited to be there for the whole whole time. What are your guys? Um, what is the most common mistake you see as junior li- that junior lifters do? Getting too excited. Hundred percent. Getting too excited. Um, emotions, all that, and yeah, if they get any sort of red light, whatever, it will just completely throw them. Especially if it's on the very first squat of the day. That's it. Day done. Mm. Um, that's that's, very hard to that's my. That's my one. And going back to Dapo as well, this is one thing I've just remembered. Um, when he was pulling at Worlds, he I think he got too excited. He was pulling for something very big, but um, yeah, I, re- I don't know. If he does that again, where he's like fighting against Ryan Jones, then it'll be tough to get his deadlift because he just goes off balance. Uh, he's, yeah, well... I think it's just his style of that he pulls. He just runs up to the bar and just freaking grabs it, isn't he? But yeah, well, I guess at at the lows that he's pulling, you only you only need that slight mistake and it could cost him. You're right, but I would imagine that he's probably grown as a lifter since since that time. So hopefully he doesn't make something like that, uh, make a mistake like that. Um, True, but we'll see. Um, I think my point for common mistakes i think i'm going to say is i'm going to go towards nutrition and i mean i know it's a rich talk coming from me but a lot of people just end up having so much sweets so many foods that they're not used to and then they end up having an upset stomach and they're like oh can't brace well oh, i really need to go to the toilet or whatever um mm. so yeah my advice is don't eat too many things that you're not 
comfortable eating or you haven't eaten on a regular basis like i think a lot of people because they cut into the weight class um they end up just kind of trying to binge on the day um but yeah try and eat normal foods good carbs that kind of thing not too much sugar uh good hydration obviously a lot of people cramp up so but yeah that's uh that's that's my point that's a good point yeah I think, uh, I think the biggest two for me are probably um, people cutting into weight classes or worried yeah. about being competitive. Um, basically, and, unless, and in my opinion, unless you're going to be in that, that top kind of four or five, then don't bother cutting into a class. You're better yeah. off having productive training even if you sit in between a class. Yeah, especially, um, especially at juniors, I think. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, the other one is like, there. People seem to think that like peaks are somehow magical, like like they're going to do a peak and suddenly they're going to have like a 15 kilo PR on their bench when they bench 100 kilos. Like mm. it's not going to happen. Like maybe once you're a little bit more seasoned, you might get 5% out of a peak, maybe seven if you're like, if you really, really have been doing it for a really long time and you really know what's going on. But like... So at the junior level you often see that like lifters just think that like this new territory is going to be there for them even though their training hasn't suggested so or that whatever and they just think that they can like will their way to to new like to new spaces in terms of lifting totals and stuff which that's a really good point yeah like it happens sometimes yeah maybe two and a half five kilos but like i think more people need to be willing to take a two and a half or five kilo pb yeah. Rather than thinking like, oh, my peak means that I can pull like 20 kilos more than I ever had in training, you know? Numbers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like so sometimes that happens. Like if you're a really big deadlifter, somebody like Dapo, who knows that they can get a lot out of their peak and you're already mm. pulling a lot, then 15, 20 kilos is only like four or 5% for a guy like that, you know? Well, I don't know, six or seven. But like for some of the other guys, they think that like that number is just suddenly going to be there even though training hasn't suggested so, you know, which is why I think like good coaching, whether or not it's like a remote coach or whether or not it's game day coaching can be really, really important. I think sometimes the job of a coach is to wind somebody in and like maybe that person's a little bit too out of reach or maybe we can put you out of reach of this next person or whatever, you know, just by making the right call rather than maybe yeah. just yeah. putting the heaviest weight on the bar possible. Mm-hmm. My, my common mistake I see is along those lines of numbers. It's sort of the combination of, uh, attempt selection so like opening too heavy so that yeah. opening weight is too heavy um, or out of reach for them uh, and then sort of random sporadic attempt selection following that so people open you know I see I saw a lot of people especially at like divisionals and those lower levels but then that those those traits carry over into the national competitions because it's relatively easy to qualify still uh, lifters opening on you know on or near their PB so close to it and then you give yourself no no room to build from. Obviously, that total uh, is, is meant to be something that's built throughout the day. Yeah. And the opening opening weight and the and the second attempt are meant to sort of build you into that, not be you know three attempts to sort of max out as much as you can. So uh, mm-hmm. the mis- yeah, it's, that's the mistake I see. People just sort of and then the so I see very sporadic attempt selection. So people go, you know jump a huge amount after their opener or or jump nothing. Um, yeah, and I think you've got to be a little bit more specific, a little bit more selective, especially when you're talking about like women as well. You can't be jumping, you know, five, seven and a half kilos on on a 
on a relatively small bench press um, mm. for the guys, you know, taking a bigger jump from the second to the third attempt than you would from the first to the second attempt just seems to be a little bit, a little bit without thought. So I think looking at those attempt selections is a, is a worthwhile thing to do. And that's, as you said, Peach, uh, that's where having a coach comes in, you know, having someone to be like, no, don't take that jump. You know, we're going to do this and sort of take it out of your hands a bit because when you're on the day, when you're getting excited, you know, you want to stick a certain thing on the bar or you want to go for this milestone number, but your coach might hold you back and be like, no, we're, we're going to do this because it's actually the sensible way forward. Yeah. No, very good point. Right. Um, that pretty much concludes our podcast of the day. Um, unless anyone has anything else to add, I'm going to give you this chance right now. Uh, are you are you going to do the dumpling challenge or not? Yeah, I'm just I'm going to do it right now. Ready, three, two, one. Oh, I was going to make noises, but wow. I realised it's no video. <laughs> Basically, before this podcast, we challenged Dewas to eat as many dumplings as he could in 60 seconds, but I think he's backed out. I have. Basically, he basically said, "I don't eat dumplings any earlier than 8 a.m." You guys. So. Yeah, we started. And he's, the podcast and he's kept to his words. So we can't time. fault him, can we? 6:45 a.m. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, you yeah, let the fans know how dedicated we are, man. Yeah, we are it's before 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Hashtag grinding. Okay, all right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'd just like to point out one quick thing. If anyone actually believes that he doesn't eat dumplings before 7 a.m., you just need to take a look at him and like when he's holding a salami and just eating it like a lollipop. You like <laughs> you know that that's not true. I don't know what you're on about, mate. I am like. Of the beacon of health and fitness. It's okay. true. Yeah. I have I have like a ten pack and like monstrous quads and you know everything else to go with it. You do have monstrous quads, to be fair to you. And your calves, your calves are fantastic. Although it's non-functional tissue. Definitely. Yeah, well, it's not like That's I sold you back not... being an eighty-three, bro. Let me. It's not like I tried to grow my calf. Well, actually, I did, but that was like back in the day, like when I was sixteen, seventeen. Now it's it's just hanging around. I wish I could like take it away, but what, what about you, Ben? Have you ever tried to grow your calves? <laughs> no, I, I just, as you said, they're just a waste of waste of good body mass, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you're holding so much body mass there, you know. It's it's uh, it's pretty cool. I exactly. I don't want to compromise that. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Complexium boys. All right. Thank you guys for being yeah. on the podcast. Um, Hope everyone enjoyed. Um, if anyone has any comments or questions, feel free to DM us. Um, this is Implexium plus Ben plus Page signing off. I Peace didn't.